everyone. Uh, welcome to What's Up with SAS. Uh, in continuation with our uh, mentorship mantra series, we have with us uh, Mr. Pankaj Thakar, founder of uh, Pad Up Ventures. Uh, Pankaj uh, has been a tech evangelist in the digital media, uh, digital marketing, uh, online consumer behavior, and big data and analytics domains. Also been a mentor built a lot of uh, corporates and startups ground up. Also been a CXO with various leading brands like uh, HCL, India Telecom, Atlas Telecom, and Value First Digital. Uh, an entrepreneur himself, you know, founded Consul Netting and Cellcast Interactive and exited successfully. So uh, welcome Pankaj, welcome to What's Up with SaaS. Thanks Raj, thanks. Nice to see you and uh, happy to share my experiences as a mentor and as an entrepreneur. Pleasure to have you. So just to set the context uh, of our topic today, uh, there are um, almost 50K uh, startups in India, out of which almost 10K are SaaS startups. And the funding last year has been about 15 billion USD and about 1.1 billion have been invested in the SaaS uh, startups. There have been, like you know, 25 unicorns, and five of them are uh, from the SaaS uh, domain. India is obviously the third largest startup ecosystem in the world. Yet, uh, you know, there has been uh, almost 90% of the startups that fail in the first five years. 53% have been attributed to leadership uh, inexperience by the venture capitalists. And uh, almost 92% of the founders themselves agree that mentorship has made or can make a huge impact in their growth and survival. So that brings us uh, to the first question as to why is uh, mentorship so important and uh, what can the founders derive from that? So very good question, Raj. Uh, you know, I have been serial entrepreneur three times over. And the first time I decided to become an entrepreneur when I quit at CL, was uh, be a bunch of guys, we just quit and we started something and uh, there was no mentor. There was, there was even our, even our those time bosses who actually stuck to their jobs, they were not able to mentor us because uh, they did not know how to start, how to, how, to, how to actually conduct businesses because that's a very different thing. But the first business for, uh, for us was only sales. So we went out there and just sold and sold and sold. So it was easy to do things. Uh, fast forward few few years later, after that business, uh, you know, I exited that business and I decided to go on my own. I realized that business is all not about sales. Business is about everything. You know, it's a complete value chain that you have to cover. Right. And uh, as an individual, you may not be, you know, you may not have the ability and capacity to complete that to do that. Right. So you may have partners, but again, um, you know, when you're young, five, seven, ten years of experience, you believe that you can learn everything, but then you lose time in learning. Right. And, uh, but my uh, experience with mentors started when I went to US and I had somebody who was about three years younger than me, my junior from my college, and uh, he was fairly successful that time. And he said, uh, and I used to meet him very often as, as when I used to go to U.S. And I asked him, I want to do something here in U.S. now because the internet was just happening there. 
and this was 94, 95. And he said, I can help you. I understand everything about it. And I started learning from him. Right. And then I realized that, you know, all these years that I've been an entrepreneur, I think the best thing to do is listen to somebody, understand what they have done, and then improvise on that because times move on, things change. It's a dynamic world. So right. somebody who's learned something or done something maybe three, four years ago may not be relevant today, but the key elements and the fundamentals don't change. Right. And that paved the path for me very quickly. I understood how US market works, how the venture capital works, what does it take to pitch, and how do you reach out to these guys? What is the business? I had no clue what a business model was, though I was already five years into my business, but that was just you know buying something or you know sourcing something and selling something. Right. Here I was doing business modeling and all the things. A mentor is one guy. So it's you know in startup world what we what we say is when you when you start something you actually walk into a maze. You have no clue where the exit is. You're just trying to find the way, and you'll hit so many blind spots. You'll take the wrong turns. You'll come back. A mentor is somebody who's actually understands somebody. He's like a you know, drone on top of the maze. Right. He's kind. He's looking at every place and he's telling you, "Hey, don't don't go right. There's no way to go right. Just turn left." Right. So the mentor is the guy who's walked that path. He or she can help you. That's one part of the whole thing. That the journey becomes rather more predictable than actually unknown. Mm -hmm. Second thing, the ecosystem. You don't work in silo. You work in ecosystem. Now, ecosystem connect. You may have some, but the you know the the complete ecosystem connect or a, uh, you know, a, a ecosystem that actually covers the entire value chain you may not have. Yeah. So you need to find a mentor who can actually connect you to all those pieces of puzzle so that you can actually, you don't have to do guesstimates. You don't have to guess things. Right. He or she can actually tell you, hey, you know, just meet up this guy and you will get this, this, this done thing done. And yeah. that's the reason. So you need to understand your journey and you need somebody to oversee your you know, you should be looking over your shoulder. And the second thing you need to understand is that you don't have all the connect. You need somebody who can give you access to those connect and those ecosystem partners. I think that's the two major reasons. Unfortunately, most of the people, most of the startups, they are, they look for a mentor because they want funding. Mm -hmm. And I've been mentor now for six years and everybody who walks into my door is first looking for money. Right. Maybe some business contact and then maybe mentorship. Mentorship is last on his mind. Mm -hmm. I make them sit down and I eat their, chew their brain for a couple of hours and tell them, you first need mentor, my friend. So this mentor is going to help you get business. And if you have business, investors will like it and then they will put money. Right. So primarily, you know, mentor is one who helps you, makes your business investable. Great. Uh, now, like, uh, you know, the saying goes uh, that a mentor uh, chooses a mentee uh, and not the other way around. So how does, how does a, a, an aspiring founder seek his mentor? Uh, is there some sort of uh, a process or some? Uh, <laughs> well, that's it. That's another good one. No, I don't think in today's world, uh, mentor seeks, I mean, mentee seeks and mentor decides that's not the way it works. Okay. It has to be a two-way process. Mm -hmm. You're looking for mentor to help you out in business in that business. So you have to go and socialize your, whatever your uh, idea is. An idea is primarily solving a problem, a real problem. Right. If you're solving a real problem in an innovative way, 
you need to socialize it with many people, people who've been there, done it. So talk to them, understand them, see if they're ready to listen to you. And this is what is important for startups. Mentor always knows who he wants to mentor, who he wants to mentor. But the mentees don't know which mentor to choose and they land up in the wrong place, wrong people, wrong hands, and that wastes a lot of time. We not be able to harm you in a big way because I believe every person who's got an innovative idea is able to defend it very, very forcefully because he has the ability to build that idea and take it to execution. If you're not able to build that idea and take it to execution, that idea is not a defendable idea. So if you have a defendable idea, go and socialize with many people. Someplace you will see the chemistry will match. Most important is chemistry. And if the chemistry matches, physics and maths will work out. Great. Is there any uh, other qualities that you, uh, you know, look forward in a mentee uh, or someone who's seeking your guidance? I think important for a, for a mentee is to, uh, you know, just carry his core skills with him into a venture. Leave everything else behind. That's a baggage. Hmm. We, you know, when we, when, we, uh, when we start our programs with, uh, with uh, startups, we tell them, you need to unlearn everything you know except your core skills. Hmm. It's, a, it's a new idea. It's a new way of doing things. And if it's a new way of doing things, old things won't go along with it. Only thing that will go is your core skills. Your ability to solve a problem in an innovative way is what you can only pursue. How that problem actually will, how that problem will pan out ultimately, how the solution will happen, that's in your, that's completely in your hands. But rest of the things are not, right? Okay. And that's, that, that is a kind of a, a little bit of uh, issue because most of the startups, they come with a very strong headed mindset, mm. right? And they think they have got the best solution in the world and they're gonna change the world. Yes, you can. But really, you do not have all the you know, uh, pieces of the puzzle. So you need to unlearn everything. The, puzzle, the piece of the puzzle that you will need to solve this puzzle will be new pieces. They will not be the old ones. So leave the old ones behind. Think the new way. And hence, unlearn everything. Unlearn everything except your this thing. So a mentor is kindly looking at people who are ready to learn. And the second thing is a mutual respect for each other. Both mentor and mentee need to have respect. Mentor need to have respect for the skills that the mentee got. Mentee needs to have the respect for the wisdom that the mentor has. And that's, you know, that combination, that works then absolute amazing. Right. So uh, that, uh, that is an important relationship uh, which you're actually establishing. So what, how, how does uh, that relationship gets built? Or how do you build it and how do you sustain it? Uh, so, you know, uh, Raj, I think my view is every relationship needs to be kind of revalidated over a period of time. Mm. So you don't have a, one mentor for your life. That's not the way in business it works. You need to have multiple mentors. And I don't see it at the same time, but you need to have a mentor who can. So why we, 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 you know, Badab is primarily a mentor-driven organization. We tell every startup, we can take you to a level, which is maybe now 24 to 36 months, get everything that you want, but after that you will need to find new people because let's say you get a funding, right? An institutional investor is coming. An institutional investor coming in, he has a different agenda. 
and you need that different kind of agenda to be to driving you not the same agenda that you had for three years that's a growth scale you need to have marketing you need and before this you were bootstrapping now you have money in the bank you should not go mad about it so that's the what that guy is actually looking after so what builds the relationship between the two is primarily to understand that every mentor and mentor should also understand that i can only help this fundamental thing is mentor should understand that he can add value to the mentee if he can't he should just walk away he or she should walk away it's a bigger problem that mentors today are actually looking at oh excellent idea i must stick around because this is going to give me something back the mentee should also look at the mentor and and feel and and you know uh, that honest relationship will tell him tell him or her at some point of time he will need some additional help and that could be let's say domain help if your mentor is a business like i am a business mentor yeah. i understand technology but if you ask me to write a code i will not be able to right. if you ask me to verify a code i will not be able to but then that means you need some technology code technology guy who can read and write code to evaluate your code whether you're writing it right or not so you need a domain mentor so right. first you need a mentor who can help you start up and go to a level where you can run on code then the second mentor will come who will be more institutional and corporate mentor and in between what you will need is definitely a domain mentor from that domain if it's technology if it's healthcare so those kind of things so you need to balance yourself as a mentee between all of them and mentors are should be smart enough to you know give enough space to them for them to interact with other people right so i mean uh, like you uh, you know is not you're not building uh, a product you're building a business actually so absolutely. obviously there are uh, you know multiple functional skills and uh, you know just beyond just product and technology right so uh, so do you uh, also suggest that they have multiple uh, you know mentors from different areas of expertise is there a, a balance between a functional mentor and a and a vertical uh, oriented mentor so how do yeah, you like is, that balance there is a there is a very clear cut demarcation and balance both yeah a vertical mentor is primarily what i call domain mentor so domain mentors will help them with technology with the particular let's say if you are insurance guy so the insurance you know integrities will be helpful so you need to have multiple mentors at that mm -hmm. you need to have one mentor which is actually continuing for a certain while who can help you understand the business integrities the mm -hmm. business integrities are something that most of the people the vertical guys don't understand so good combination good balance of both would actually help but the principal mentor should be a business mentor because you ultimately it's your business right you're not doing a product or a service you're doing a business so the business mentor and business mentor should be mature and smart enough to pull pull in these guys as an undercover you have a taxation issue you should be able to get your taxation lawyer and that could be but that taxation lawyer may not be a mentor it may just be a some help that comes at a cost or no cost depending on how it is there but you you will you'll have to depend on that mentor and mentor should be smart enough to pull this guy uh, pull these people from the ecosystem to help you out. uh and is there a difference uh, uh for saas based businesses is is do the saas founders look at mentorship in a in a different light or do they need to do something different than a, uh, than any other startup so you know uh, i think very very pertinent question i the saas mentors are not different i mean business mentors are not different but verticalized saas uh, knowledge guys you need to have you need to have people who are actually 
you know, for example, let's take, for example, I have a fintech startup, which is doing SaaS based things. And I have an excellent guy who's done other stuff. But when I, when we spoke, he said, you know, fintech startup, fintech SaaS, I won't be able to do. These are very, very different guys. So I know everybody in the financial world in terms of IT, but this is operational issue. You need to first get operations, you know, sign off on this. Now that means you need a mentor who's actually verticalized in the in fintech business or finance business who can actually do that. Yeah. So SaaS business is exactly like that. Why you have the business modeling and all that could be done by a business mentor, but verticalization in SaaS is very, 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 very important because each vertical, see SaaS is based on operational, uh, you know, nuances. So operational nuances only a vertical mentor could. Not a business mentor would, he would know, but he has to find out. So it's better that you have one and let, let the business mentor find out. So, you know, we have three or four SaaS companies in the current cohort mm-hmm. and uh, they are into different uh, verticals, but we are very clear that they will get help from those vertical mentors. So we have a Deutsche Bank MD, she's helping this uh, bank guy now, this guy to actually, and she, moment she stepped in, she made three introductions in those Conversations are really running very fast. Right. That's what you need. She understood what he's talking about. She knew who the right guys. She made three phone, five phone calls and she knew, okay, this is the guy you should speak to. I'll speak to him first. I'll introduce you to him. And then you can. Now, because coming from that kind of a, you know, vertical specialist, everybody respects. So I think in SaaS, business is horizontal and then you need to have a vertical one. Absolutely. And uh, just to uh, touch a little bit upon what uh, Pad Up Venture does and how do you actually uh, come up with the uh, VIA model, as I understood, is basically validation, incubation, and uh, acceleration program. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. So, uh, you know, what we've seen in uh, startup is they, every startup has great energy. First of all, one needs to understand startup is all about a a balanced combination of art, science and practice. So art is all about the individual himself, the passion, the, you know, everything about the skills, everything that he or she brings to the table is about art. Right. Right. Then they go through a, a, you know, kind of various school of art. So that's what we call science. That's the science we do, which is via model, as you said. And then they have practice, which is basically, you know, going in there and implementing it. So it's a kind of a craft that you need to learn. It's not something that is inborn in you. It's not, you don't come, you know, uh, from the, uh, you don't, if if that was so, then I would have put you out of the cradle and put you right into a startup itself. Why go go and study, right? So you could be, you know, right there. So what, what what we suggest to people is that, before you decide that this is going to be the world changing idea, let's go and talk to some customers. Let's go and talk to some people because we believe startup is all about solving a real problem. If you're solving a real problem, there must be somebody who's got that problem. And if you're solving that person's problem, then only you'll get paid. And if you are getting paid, you're in business. If they're not ready to pay you or they're marginally, they're paying you very marginally better than what existing you know, products can do, then you're not in business. You need to have a solution to a real problem, which is significantly better than what exists. 
When Henry Ford built a car, his competition was horse carriages. And his product was way superior than them, significantly better, that's all. And that significantly better is called value proposition. Right. When you solve the same problem better, you have a value proposition that you're defining. And so we help, we, we tell them that first, let's define the value that you're offering to the customer and how much is he ready to pay for it? Is that really worth your while? Which we call validating. So don't go building prototypes and, you know, uh, I, I hear this a lot. I spent two years making this. What? Two years making a, I mean, world has moved on. You're still there. Right. So two years is not a time. You need to take two months or three months to first understand if there is somebody ready to pay. Innovation is all about invention that people are ready to pay for. Can, that can be monetized. So that's what it is. Now, once we, it's a, it's a four months program. We take them through that program. End of the program, you have a solid proof that this business has potential in terms of its customer. It has a very clear value proposition. It has business model. And people are people have willingness and ability to pay. Right. If that is there, then we take them to the investors. Investors give them seed round. Mm. Anything between 15 to 25 lakhs to actually prove that what they're saying actually works. Mm. And that's where they get into an acceleration program. Okay. Acceleration program is when they get funded and we actually take them through nine months of process, which is building a POC or MVP, getting the customers, first 10 customers if it's B2B, and maybe 100, few hundred customers if it is B2C. And then again, revalidate or tweak that program to actually tweak that product or service to fine tune itself to a large audience. And then we take them to the next round of funding where they get maybe pre-series A or something. However, some people's idea may not get validated 100%. There, we take them through an incubation program of six months, okay. which is an intermediary to acceleration because they need to, some things, some ideas and some solutions cannot get funding without having a physical shape. Right. Now, if that is so, that needs money. So we fund them and we help them, you know, small money, five lakhs, seven lakhs, whatever. That incubation program then helps them actually create proof of contact, which is the visual representation of their idea. And then they again, we take them to expression program and then we where they actually find real customers and from real customers again to the funding. So this is the three phase program. Validate. If you're validated well, you go into acceleration. Hmm. If you're not validated well, you go into incubation and come back to acceleration. In acceleration, you get money, anything about anything from 15 lakh. Sometimes you even get 60 lakh, 70 lakhs for the acceleration program. That's not a problem. You, if your business plan justifies that, you will get that. So that's the three, and we we do this in cohorts. Mm -hmm. We have done uh, five cohorts this year. There's some of the cohorts are with, with incubation acceleration partner. We have done one cohort directly, and the second cohort we are going to do it in September. So that's how we do it. So uh, it is not necessarily sequential. It can also be flexible basis. Uh, you know the specific case in point, uh, or the or the founders. They can validation is must. Validation, whether you, whatever, you may have built a rocket ready to fly. Right. You still need to go through the validation process because we don't want that rocket to go up there and burn itself. Right. So that's the way we look at it. After validation, you can, it can be acceleration. But validation is must for us. So that's the 16-week uh, boot camp uh, which yeah. Product Venture does. 
absolutely but more about that because i think a lot of the founders will be interested on specifically on the boot camp and how how that helps and i mean apart from the overall validation there's a lot of learning that can be derived yeah, yeah. so this in this boot camp you learn almost everything how to talk to customers the soft skills that you develop what to talk to a customers right you know you develop channel partners whether it should go direct or it should go through channel your value proposition is let's say 100 how much of that value you should you can keep for yourself and how much should you pass on how do you the pricing framework you have you know sales process all that get defined so everything each step is a process it says it's each step defines a process and that process let us put to practice the execution happens based on you following these process right it's a very very uh, intense program at the same time you get to learn a lot and uh, at the end of it there's always a you know a reward there which is the funding uh, that takes you to acceleration or at least you go into incubation to develop your prototype so how do uh, uh, the founders apply for it it's it's online on padup uh, yeah there is a padup website you can go there there is a apply button you put on you press that button and you straight away go into a application mode you fill in that application it comes to us every week we have on friday every friday we have pitching sessions mm-hmm. we take five to six startups but of course your application will decide whether you can pitch or not okay. some of them are rejected some of them are accepted they come they pitch we like them we then you know tell them okay this is cohort is going to be starting at this time so you better prepare till that time okay so the the selection or rejection is uh, basis their uh, business proposition or also there are some ethos or uh, something which uh, pad up also follows in terms of the broad segment or uh, domain uh, technology it has to be technology you know i won't even call enable it has to be technology driven because we believe technology can solve problem better than non technology things so technology is must then we have a committee inside committee we are six people here or three mentors and three founders we jointly look at every pitch and we vote for it okay and uh, normally people getting 75% and more in their voting patterns they actually go into the whole thing but uh, when we select the primary selection idea is that there should be a real problem being solved and the team should have core skill to solve that problem right if they don't have either of them then they absolutely you know unnecessarily they'll be wasting their time not ours only but their time too okay and uh, how what is the revenue model for padup and how do you uh, structure the whole so uh, padup takes uh, 5% mentoring equity mm-hmm. from every startup okay and uh, this mentoring equity is for their 24 36 months journey and then uh, as they go away so we are mentors for life but you know as i said they need to change mentors based on what status what which uh, i mean what stage they are right. so they can always come back to us later on also and we will help you because we have the equity we want that equity to give us some return there's no cash that we charge to any startup okay in some case the uh, uh, we have sponsors and we have partners who pay for certain expenses that we have but right. that's like to you know mitigate not to be out of pocket all the time right 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 is there some uh, you know if you can just give us some examples of saas companies you already worked with and some learnings which uh, you want to impart to uh, you know other founders so i i think uh, most of the most of the founders are very very obsessed about doing a product and not saas 
My belief is SaaS works better rather than selling a product. Right. For example, there is a company that we are doing right now, and it's a very high value product. I mean, for a for a five user license, it may cost one crore. Okay. And it also has uh, its usage limitation. So we sat with the founder and said, I said, look, there's no point you try because the sales cycle will be at least six months to a year to sell a one CR product. Right. So what do you do? So I said, why don't you look at per transaction? And uh, then we started looking at per transaction and we said, wow, this, this works better. There's no point trying and though it is a SaaS product, it is coming, selling it upfront is a massive, massive, massive task. So why don't you let them pay as they use and you know, let's put that parameter and then we realize possibly they will make maybe, you know, 50% more money mm. on uh, pay-per-use base rather than selling a product and charging a subscription later on. So these are some of the obsessions that the uh, founders have. See, okay. business primary, primary uh, you know, uh, uh, outcome of a business model should be there should be a least resistance path to acceptance. Right. That means the, the guy who's going to use it, he should not feel I'm paying one CR. Well, he may be saving 10 CR, doesn't matter. Hmm. But giving away one CR at one go, so he's then, he'll then still start negotiating, he'll ask for part payments, then he'll say monthly payment. So when you know he's going to ask for monthly payment, and you're going to say, okay, monthly payment, but this much usage. Might as well make it this many usage. Yeah. Right, so it may go maybe 20, 30 percent over his usage limit yeah. when you are doing a subscription. So I think those are the trade-offs you need to look at very, very, uh, you know, specifically because that could, you know, build your business exponentially, or that could limit your business to go exponentially. Right. Awesome. Thanks so much, uh, Pankaj. I think uh, we've covered almost all aspects uh, of uh, specific to SaaS and also the way a mentorship is uh, kind of you know, imparted at Paddock Ventures. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it was really great having you. Uh, some closing lines from you. Oh, uh, I think it's a good time to be an entrepreneur. I'll tell you why. One, Jobs are not going to justify your value, your input or your you know, experience, either way. So it's time because there are lots of problems happening. And if you are actually a good observer, and if you can put your skills to solve that problem, yes. I think the scale will come. And that's what a startup is all about. Startups are all about scale, solving a problem at scale with your own skill. So my suggestion to all founders is, or wannabe founders is, or Russo is looking at it, get out there, find out what is the problem. If you need our help, we're always there. You can reach out via Raj, you can come to us directly. That does not matter. But important is, get out there and solve some real problems because the world is facing enormous, enormous need of solving problems. It's a very good time to become an entrepreneur. Especially after the pandemic, there's a whole set of new problems that have come up. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. They're new normal. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, anybody's guess what's a new normal. Yeah. If you're a smart guy, if you can connect the dots into the future, even if a couple of years into the, into, into the future, 
I think you can really rock. That's what you're looking. That's what we are looking for. Rock stars, guys who can just connect the dots. Maybe a couple of years, and as we say in entrepreneurs' world, you should only see as much as you can see with your headlights on in a fog. That's it. Right. That's your future. Don't try and see in a foggy day. You can't see a moon, right? There's no point doing that. Right. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Raj. Thank you so much. Thank you so Look much. Look forward to more such interaction in the future. Okay. Thank you. Great.